The New York State Writers Institute is just beginning its programming season that includes book talks, films, conversations with artists, workshops, and more. Paul Grondel, Opalka Endowed Director at New York State Writers Institute, helps me to dive a little bit deeper into the varied season ahead. Welcome back to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you very much. Good to be here. So I didn't realize that 2024 is marking the 180th anniversary of the founding of the University of Albany. That's amazing. And this yeah, season, a lot of people don't realize 1844. We go way back. So you wrote in your letter to uh, start off the season that you're focusing on writers with strong connections to U Albany. So what kind of talent has this university produced? Yeah. So. The Writers Institute, this is our 41st year of presenting uh, the best writers really from around the country and around the world. But this year with our 180th, we wanted to remind people that there's an incredible talent pool right here, both at the university and throughout this region. So we're really leaning into that this semester. We have uh, coming up uh, Richard Mirabella, who's on the staff here at UAlbany. He's a novelist. We've got uh, Molly Guptil-Manning, who's an alumna. We've got a couple of emeritus uh, professors, uh, Lydia Davis, and, and also um, uh, we had one earlier in the season already. We've got faculty members, Kira Gaunt, and uh, an alumnus of filmmaker, Stephen Susi. So they're spread throughout the uh, fall semester of our programs. And just a reminder that uh, even though we do love bringing in writers from far away, that there are many really talented writers right here in the 518. And... Just in this next week, there's a packed schedule beginning with Thursday, February 22nd with Tales of a Dying Mall in upstate New York with author Karen Lynn Greenberg. So Crossgates Mall and Colony Mall are just around the corner. So uh, what can you tell us about this talk? Yeah, that's a beautiful book. I'm going to be doing the the moderating. We also have some classes of students from English department and our writing and critical inquiry, which are all first year students, and they've read the novel. Um, as a journalist, I've covered a lot of our dying malls in, in this region, but she taps into that whole trend and elevates the people that we might look past, the person who you know, is in the nail salon or the person who is in the food court and really dignifies and, and gives them um, uh, real meaning. Um, and it's a beautiful story. It's a, it's a mother-son story. She's in the nail salon that's about to close. There's somebody who's in the bookstore that's about to close as well. He's never can quite finish his own book and his dissertation. And she peoples her novel with all these real relatable characters that we've all seen when we pass through our malls and that we kind of look through. But she sort of forces us to take another look. And it's a beautiful novel. It actually made me cry, which I don't do that often at books. It's very tender, very moving. She's a professor at Siena College, and we're really happy to have her in our series. Yeah, too often do we overlook a lot of uh, workers who are so important and that we come across every day. And then there's the film screening, Turn Every Page, The Adventures of Robert Caro and Robert Gottlieb. The relationship between editor and writer, one which you have experienced yourself as a writer and journalist, can you talk about that experience and the importance of the work that these two have produced, which looks at the power dynamics? Yeah, so uh, Robert Caro is one of our greatest biographers, historian, the power brokers, kind of the gold standard, and Robert Moses. Um, but he's been working on this multi-volume 
the whole career of LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, and he's in his mid to upper 80s now, and he's trying to finish this last book. And his editor throughout uh, the last 50 years was Robert Gottlieb, who passed away uh, last year in his 90s. And his daughter is a wonderful documentary filmmaker, Lizzie Gottlieb, who made this movie of this beautiful working relationship between writer-editor, which is one of trust, one of respect, one of um, realizing everyone needs a good editor, and even the most brilliant biographer can benefit from a good editor. And Robert Gottlieb is is famous for having edited so many amazing writers. He was the editor of The New Yorker for a while. Um, but his daughter is coming to our film festival. It's coming up on April 6th. So this is an opportunity to show some full-length and longer films that we didn't have time and space for. And then she'll be coming and having a conversation um, about making that film and about, you know, taking a deep dive with her father and Robert Carroll. Mm, that's great. And after that, there's an AI workshop. So AI is so complex and uh, we could absolutely just talk about that on its own. Is the workshop focused on protecting oneself from AI or how to use it ethically? What what kind of angle does this workshop take? I think it's, uh, you know, AI is kind of the Wild West right now. So the University of Albany is bringing on 27 new faculty members across many disciplines, many departments who are studying and researching AI. What is the impact? What is the ethical uses of it? How do we um, deal with property, uh, intellectual property? And I don't think anyone has a good answer. I've played with it a little bit, uh, ChatGPT. I don't know if you have. It's a powerful tool. There's a question about, is it going to be a benefit to society? Is it going to be a detriment? I think it's a lot like when cell phones came in or when personal computers came in. Um, there's kind of a lot of fear and loathing right now about it. And this is an, an opportunity to explore the whole gamut of reactions and, and, and ways that this powerful tool will be used. So I think it's still very much uh, a work in progress and yet to be determined of uh, whether it's a plus and negative for society. We could say the same with social media. I mean, a lot of people think it's been a benefit, but a lot of people now, uh, they're, they're sort of pushing um, the big tech companies to control it a little bit, its impact on particularly preteens and teens. So I think AI fits into that category. We're still trying to figure it out and collectively, societally, um, you know, it's it's not determined yet. It seems that AI is very much uh, both good and bad. Do you think that we can use it ethically if we're not also being taught critical thinking uh, at the same time? Yeah, I think they have to go hand in hand. But again, is a hammer good or bad? If somebody uses it in a violent attack, it's bad. But if I build a house, a habitat for humanity, it's good. So I think this tool in different hands or different purposes could be good or bad. I hope it can lean more to the good. There's a lot to talk now, like what are the guardrails? What are the rules? Part of the problem with technology, it moves so fast, you can't really figure out how to control it until it's out of control. I would say certainly the social media platforms are kind of at that state now. So I, I do think... You know, we need the best minds and best thinkers um, talking about how we can put this to good use, uh, make it beneficial instead of detrimental. 
We've only gone through three events and there's so many more, but we only have two minutes left. And I just wanted to kind of maybe get a little bit of a broader view. What would you like listeners to understand about the spring schedule? And maybe some, is there something particular that you want to spotlight? I mean, our film festival is our big annual spring event. It's on April 6th on Saturday. Like all of our events, we're proud that we can present that free and open to all. Uh, we get a lot of donations and sponsors that make that possible. I guess we're always thinking about the next big thing, the next idea that we want to discuss and bring in some of the best minds and best writers. AI is just an example of that. Certainly, we've we've looked at you know migrant issue. We've looked at free speech issues. You know, we also love a great book of poetry and 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 great literary novels. You know, those writers can look at these big questions in, in different ways, maybe less as researchers or scholars and more as creative, uh, artistic minds. But we, we invite people. Our motto is uh, join the conversation. You know, we do bring together people who are passionate about reading and discussing ideas and the people that write books that, that spur a lot of discussion and ideas. As a former student at SUNY Albany, I only attended the New York Writers Institute a few times. I didn't realize it was such an, an available and amazing resource on campus. What would you like some students to know about the access to information in this institute? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, first and foremost, there's a reason we, we put a lot of our authors at 4.30 on Tuesday and Thursday. We call them craft talks because they have English classes and, and writing classes. These are aspiring writers. We think they can be inspired by, by what these veteran uh, accomplished authors can, can teach them. And we want them to realize that this is not really, you know, something you have to read the book every time you can come with an open mind and have a discussion We're, we don't need to put more work on on students but some of the classes actually read the books and these are classes for credit we love when they're there but we you know we get people from six to 96 literally at different events sometimes we have children's authors or ya authors and we're doing more uh, with seniors. We were at the Beverwick uh, Senior Community recently. I worked with, and they came to our book festival, seniors at Shaker Point, um, people in their 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s who are really good writers, and now they've published their own writing, and we invite them to come as well. Paul Grondel, it's always such a pleasure to speak with you and to hear what's coming up at New York State Writers Institute. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your time, Cena. This is really nice. Thank you.